Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is risen. Good morning. We continue with our meditation and study of the Divine Liturgy. And we're still in the anaphora, again, because this is the central prayer of the entire liturgy. And we need to spend time with it and parse it and meditate upon it in order to understand not only these prayers, but the divine liturgy itself and also how that divine liturgy affects us and affects what we should be doing in the world. Now, if you recall, we have just finished calling God to send his Holy Spirit upon the gifts presented. And we have said, Amen, Amen, Amen. And the priest has asked that these gifts be uh, for those who partake of them, for vigilance, soul remission of sins, communion of your Holy Spirit, fullness of the kingdom of heaven, boldness before you, and not for judgment or condemnation. And then he goes on. He says, again, we offer you this spiritual worship for those who were opposed in the faith, forefathers, fathers, patriarchs, prophets, apostles, preachers, evangelists, martyrs, confessors, ascetics, and for every righteous spirit made perfect in faith. I want you to think about that for a moment. We, sinners, every single one of us, stand before the altar of God, offering sacrifice and worship to God for all of these people, including martyrs and evangelists and apostles made perfect in faith. We are offering this service for the likes of the Theotokos and of St. Paul and St. Peter and St. Constantine and Helen, who we celebrate today. We, sinners, in today's gospel reading, this being the Sunday of the blind man, according to the Pentecostarion, actually helps us understand this. Because if you recall, the blind man was in the street begging because that's all really he could do in those days as someone born. Some of the fathers hypothesized that he had no eyes at all, that they were empty sockets. And the disciples walk by and ask him a question. How did this man sin? Was it him or his parents that sinned that made him this way? And Christ corrected them and said, no, his blindness was to make God's glory manifest. And just as he took earth and dust from the earth and formed Adam, he took dust from the earth and mixed it with his spittle to make clay and filled those empty sockets with clay to reform his eyes, to create his eyes in the same way that he created Adam and then sent, said, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And as he washed, those eyes took form and he could see. Now we have seen many times before Christ healing the blind. He usually does it simply by a word. But in this particular case, he wanted to make his glory manifest. But note how that happens. He asks the blind man to participate in this creative act. Go, 
wash in the pool of Siloam. And it is in that participation, his cooperation in this act of creation that he gains his sight. So too does God ask us to participate in his great salvific work. The saints have no real need for us to be offering up sacrifices and prayers for their sake, in the same way that Christ had no need of the blind man to go to the pool of Siloam. And yet in both cases, we are asked to participate in these activities. The blind man, go, wash your face, wash your eyes. We make offerings for the likes of the Theotokos and St. Paul and St. Peter and Saints Constantine and Helen so that we, and through us, God's glory may be made manifest. Sinners, though we may be. And note that through his cooperation and through his participation in his own healing, how much the blind man grows throughout this story. At first he says he's a prophet, and then he says, I want to be his disciple. And then he says that in the history of all the world, no one has ever healed a man born blind. An act that can only be accomplished by God himself. In other words, he goes from a person who was begging on the street, who had nothing, but because he chose to heed the call of God and participate in his own salvation, he ended up knowing that Christ is God. And Christ tells him as much. I'm the person you are seeking. I am the Christ. So too it is with us. But despite the fact that we are mere beggars, sinners, allowed to stand in the glory of God only through his mercy and grace, offering up prayers for the saints who have been perfected in faith, that we, step by step, come closer and closer and closer to an understanding of who Christ is, what he means for our life, and how it is that our participation is going to be manifested in the world. In the blind man's case, he got to witness before the high priests over and over and over again about Christ to the point where he was bold enough as a mere beggar to teach them who Christ is. And so too with us, sinners though we may be, can learn who God is, who Christ is, so that through the grace of the Holy Spirit, we may go out into the world that does not like us and teach them about the love and the mercy and the forgiveness that Christ offers to each in every person in the entire world. So this liturgy that we do every week is in many ways a preparation for going out into the world and becoming an icon of Christ by showing the world, teaching the world of all the wonderful things that can happen when we allow God into our lives. A blind man born blind chose to heed the words of God and allowed God to create from clay two eyes that he might see.
Imagine what he can do for us if we simply say, as all of the saints who we offer prayers for have done before us, yes, Lord, be it according to your word. Come into my life and allow me to make your glory manifest to a world in shadow and darkness. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever, and to the ages of ages.